You're listening to From the Field, a podcast helping ministry leaders think differently, thrive personally, and lead thoughtfully. Let's jump into this week's conversation. Welcome to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. My name is Tyler Dravitz. I'm the executive pastor at Ridgeline Church and also the president of MyXP, a ministry where we provide remote executive pastor support to churches around the country. Happy New Year. It's 2021. We yes. made it. And, and everything is different. No, that didn't work out the way I had believed it no, would. No, it did not. Uh, so you yeah. got some splaining to do. Literally as of today, we've been watching <laughs> the chaos at the Capitol and it's just been, a it's just insane. It, My, it feels uh, yeah. somehow it's somehow 2021 is off to a worse start than 2020. Sure. And uh, my mind can't really wrap around everything I've seen yet. Yeah. So what we're going to do is not talk about that today. I think that's a good call. I got, I got nothing positive to contribute to that. It's uh, a little bit too crazy right now, so we're gonna we're gonna jump into an already pre-planned topic. Before we get to that, we're gonna start on a light note. I feel like we could use some light in yeah. our lives. Yeah, so, I agree. All right, so our question for today pulled randomly from the box about mm-hmm. uh, it's a new box called Best Things Ever. Okay. Okay. There was one that was like, do it. Thought we did Best Things Ever one more time. Did we? Yeah. Well, I looked at the Do It Yourself therapy box. Yeah. And. I just finished real therapy and I'm not, not feeling any, any more. Yeah, that's fair. So, all right. So the question that came out was, uh, what's your most memorable birthday? Okay. Am I going first? Yeah, go first. Okay. Uh, I know. So I've had one surprise party. Uh-huh. You were a part of throwing that for me mm-hmm. and I don't love being at the center of attention ever really. I like behind the scenes things and all of that. Yeah. And so that wasn't my special jam, but it was super nice. I didn't know about it to my recollection. I don't think I did. Um, I'm pretty good at like piecing that kind of thing together. I don't, it was a number of years ago. The thing that mattered though, Mm -hmm. was that I got like days after its release, I got a brand new iPad, like the very first iPad. Yeah. Had great dinner, all of those kind of things. Uh, Great cake. We had a girl in our church who uh, made awesome cakes and you had her make me a cake that was like, it looked like a bunch of like Christian t-shirts were laid (laughs) all over it. (laughs) That's right. And it was chocolate peanut butter. I remember that. Yeah. Cause I'm a fat kid. And of course I remember the (laughs) The flavor flavor. of my cake. (laughs) I remember none of this until you're saying it, but Uh you remember the uh actual flavor of the cake. Oh yeah. I remember your mom made chicken enchiladas. They Mm -hmm. were good. I remember it all. Yeah. Uh, But I remember most of all that I got an iPad that because everyone was there for me, uh-huh. I couldn't play with it until yeah, I got home. You're frustrated about and that. And I was real, twi- like, it was just like there in the, you know, you like take it out and show it and then you have to set it down. And uh, just a little insight into me, uh, anytime I get anything new, I sort of go in this almost like catatonic type state where I have no awareness of anything happening around me except like so for example I'm a, I'm a car leaser mm-hmm. and I will go get my car 
and I drive it home, and it doesn't matter how hungry I am, how badly I need to go to the bathroom, anything, I will sit in the car, At read least the manual. Two hours. Oh, yeah, read the manual cover to cover. Yeah. I mean, I've done things that people didn't even, I, I feel like the car manufacturers didn't even know that you had the ability to like <laughs> upload your personal picture onto I remember the that. like display screen and that yeah. kind of thing. And so uh, that was a real test of my uh, love for the people who had come to my party that yeah. I didn't just like grab it and go somewhere and hide and learn all about it. Yeah. But I eventually did that night, which yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, mine was also a surprise party <clears throat> that you helped with. Mm. Tam had done. So it was probably like, I don't remember how old I was. It was 2010, 2011, I mm-hmm. guess. Cause we had redemption was not that old. And we had our first office space okay. uh, in Palatine. And I remember I got a call. It was on a Saturday morning. I got a call from Tammy saying, hey, I'm going to make pesto for dinner and uh, at Tyler's house, I think is what she said. No, okay. she said, I'm going to make pesto tonight. Can you stop by Tyler's and pick up basil? Because remember you had that like giant tree of life size basil oh, plant yes. behind your house? Yes, yeah. And so like my wife's pesto is like my favorite thing that yep. she makes. And so I was so, so pumped. And so when I came to your house to get said mm-hmm. basil, everyone screamed surprise. And I felt two things equally. One was I was so like touched that people mm-hmm. do that. And two, I was super pissed. I was not having pesto that <laughs> night. <laughs> so it backfired just a little bit. Yeah. But that's the, uh, for some reason, that's the first birthday that comes to mind. Okay. All right, now that the light stuff's out of the way, let's talk about more sadness. All right. All right. So we're going to talk about uh, our subject today is leading while limping. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has been, this is no big surprise, been a super taxing, whatever it's been, 10 months at this point, uniquely taxing. And so Mm -hmm. the more uh, leaders that we talk to, the more pastors we interact with, the more apparent it becomes, (laughs) the more honest we are about where we're at as Mm -hmm. individuals, the more apparent it becomes just how fatigued and wearied everyone is right Mm -hmm. now. And I think it's easy to forget sometimes. I do feel like a lot of pastors have been overlooked in this season. Um, you know, so, like, what do you mean by that? Well, we're not like in that we're not quote unquote frontline workers. Oh, we're sure, not in the sure. medical community. Like, yeah. and, and there's a lot of attention rightly being given to all of to teachers and to all of these people. Sure. But I do think that a lot of pastors, our church has been really great about, you know, acknowledging us and loving yeah, us and sure. encouraging us. But I know a lot of pastors feel very forgotten in the midst mm. of the whole thing. Yeah. And have spent so much time caring for others and at the same time are having to experience and go through all of this for themselves. And so, especially as we go into a new year, like we just finished Vision Sunday, Mm -hmm. you know, first Sunday of every year, I've always preached like a vision message for like just basically setting the focus and trajectory for the year. Totally. And it was a real weird year to do that. Sure. Because there's so little that we are in control of. Like we're back to online only. It's like, yeah, we're going to do better YouTube. I mean, that's just, what, what are we supposed to say? Yeah. So it was a weird year to do this. So there's just all of this fatigue and, uh, and we still bear the weight of, and we have to keep leading our churches. Yeah. And so how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, we talk about this just in the way that we are trying to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think both of us would be really quick to acknowledge we have days where we're doing better than others. Like yeah. yesterday, when I first came in, you were like two clicks from Catatonic. <laughs> you saw that? <laughs> I saw that. I was like, 
I'm gonna just I'm gonna just back out real quick. <laughs> I didn't know for sure if you had noticed, but I was I really had, there. Well, you had texted me and told me like I'm not having a good day. Yeah, which I think is a good thing for us to talk about. Yeah, with each other. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, we both have lots of not great days right now. Yeah, but when I came in. <laughs> And I saw you, I was like, oh, he's really not having a good day. <laughs> and thank God I have to go run an errand. <laughs> I'm going to give him a little bit more time to warm up. <laughs> I needed a little more time to warm up. So, so this has not gone great for us. Um, and it has been, we have both like, we rarely seem to have like equally bad days at the same time. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Starting to blend together a little. They are starting to blend mm-hmm. together. I, I yeah. mean, I will say like full disclosure, the last month has been by far for me the most difficult of the pandemic mm-hmm. emotionally. Like I've had a lot more anxiety. Yeah. Um, I felt a lot more. I had about a five, six day run where I felt so much dread and depression that I was like, I don't think I'm ever coming out of this. Sure. I just felt so bad. Totally. And um, while there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is reason for hope, it doesn't, it's still a ways off. Mm-hmm. And we don't know when that's going to come. So, yes. Because just when we thought we were headed the right way, yeah. it mutated. <laughs> right. So. Did anyone need that to happen? <laughs> that there was another version of COVID-19? I'm not sure anything that has happened. Like, if everyone could just, like, take a nap mm-hmm. and, like, simmer, mm-hmm. that would be delightful. Yeah. So how do we keep leading in the midst of that? Because we can't change all that. Sure. And we can't just all up and quit. I mean, we could, but we'll be, you know, out of work and homeless yeah. shortly thereafter. So we yeah. have to keep caring for both ourselves and the people that God's entrusted to us. So sure. a couple different things uh, that we'll talk about. Um, you know, we're trying to, for one thing, prioritize self-care, yeah. which I, I know for some reason there's still like some Christians and Christian leaders that have a, like a knee jerk reaction to self-care as mm. if self-care means you're selfish. Sure. And that's just, if you feel any of that or someone's told you that that's, foolishness. Well, it's either that, or I think sometimes just based on similar words, people like liken it to like self help mm-hmm. and self care. And that's just, it's not, the that's same. not even the same. They're, they're not the same things. Yeah. But I think that because there's like self in front of it, yeah. anything self is, you know, is bad if yeah. you're a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, so let's talk about a few ways that we've tried to do that. Sure. I think a couple things for me have been, one has been exercise. Mm. Um, I know that nothing fills your soul and your body with more hope and joy and excitement Mm. 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 than vigorous Mm. exercise, (laughs) but you have been, you have done what a hundred and last year you did 170 F45 workouts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just feel like. We need to let that sit in the room for a minute. Yeah. Me and Mark Wahlberg, whatever. (laughs) Setting them up and knocking them down, buddy. I hear you're actually going to body double for Mark Wahlberg on some of his upcoming. He's going to do a different version of the Nutty Professor. (laughs) So I'm going to do the, uh, yeah, the other version, but it's, it's all good. But in all seriousness, I, I had, I took like two months off almost from, from CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I noticed about three, four weeks ago especially in the evenings I was, if my, if I was not like, if my mind or body was not actively engaged in an activity, I was so anxious. Mm. Like I felt like I was coming apart. Okay. 
And, um, and I not CrossFit's not for everybody, but for me, um, it's been super helpful to be Mm. back at that. Um, I think for me, having an opportunity to like work out some of literally the, that energy, mm-hmm. I think I was bringing a lot of that like pent up at mm-hmm. night coming home. Sure. And, uh, so exercise has been big. Sleep is a really, you know, I think if, if anyone's not sleeping regularly then, mm-hmm. and, and well, then you're like a crazy person. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I remember when, when, uh, after Ava was born, Remember we were having all those sleep issues with like oh, where yeah. she didn't sleep at all. Or you didn't for a number of years. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I slept through the night for like five years. Yeah. But there was like there was this real bad season where one night I woke up with her literally twenty times in the mm. middle of the night. She was like a little over one. Sure. But I remember going in to see the doctor for a checkup because I just I felt like I was dying. Yeah. And I remember her coming in and saying, like, you know, if you don't sleep consistently and well for a two week period, you literally will start to have symptoms that would be similar to like someone who is, is going insane. Sure. Well, I mean, there's a reason it's a torture technique. Yeah. Sleep Sleep deprivation. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So I think, I think thinking about sleep regularly and then this can be hard right now, but like doing things that you enjoy when you can. Sure. I mean, there's a ton of things like we haven't been to Disney world in what seems like an well, eternity. I mean, you were talking about how it was a dark month and anyone who's listened to the podcast uh-huh. or knows me at all, all I just need to communicate is we had to cancel our annual Disney trip, yeah. which it, it's another one. Actually, it's not the first one we've had to cancel mm. this well, year. Let's, let's not yeah. stack them up. Shall we <laughs> let's, let's, let's count just, them all? Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, but, but, but just because the, I mean, there are some of those like bigger scale things mm-hmm. that, uh, everyone loves to do like travel sure. is not as easy right now. Yep. But if there are smaller things that you do enjoy doing, then do them. Like yeah. what did, are there any things that come to mind for you that are like small things that you can still do that you do, that you do take some amount of enjoyment in? Um, yeah, I mean, um, that's a, that's a good question. There's not a ton right now. Um, Uh, so pre COVID definitely like going to the movies Mm -hmm. and that's a little complicated. Obviously I've done it a couple of times. The problem is there's no good new movies. That's yeah, that's the problem. So I went to some of the worst movies that have uh, like the best I can, uh, uh, ascertain is like they got like rushed finished because of COVID. And so just sort of phoned in the end or why does everything that has come out feel like, I know tenant was like a huge Christopher Nolan movie, Mm -hmm. which I didn't see that yet. It was not good. No, No. but everything looks like this weird, like B movie that I feel Mm -hmm. like used to be on USA at like midnight Mm -hmm. on a Saturday. Every, the trailer apps right now on my Apple TV is just filled with what looks like homemade movies. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know for sure. I haven't seen like an article about it, but I've got to imagine they're running with like skeleton crews and Mm -hmm. really spaced and it just doesn't afford them the ability to do Mm -hmm. what they did before. I don't know. I'm not sure other than to say like even very inexpensively and they're luring you, you know, the local theater in town. If you sign up for the rewards program, you get a free movie ticket a month. I don't even use it because you're just like, really? For what? (laughs) But this is not the sad sack portion. You were talking about what are some things that I, that you do enjoy. Yeah. That I do enjoy. Um, and I think that, uh, early on, uh, I had some real, like I, I've always loved, I'm a big Costco fan Mm -hmm. and I've always loved just kind of like, walking around Costco. And so I think it's not a matter of 
things that you always have enjoyed and finding a way to do them. Because I think the more that you try to think through that, the more depressing Mm -hmm. it gets, but it's coming up with a different way to do it. And so I've had to like get to a place where like part of it is um, while I am not by any means anti-mask, I feel like Mm -hmm. wear your mask, do your thing. Absolutely. Um, I don't enjoy wearing it. And if I wear it for long periods of time, it sort of makes me feel claustrophobic, I mm-hmm. guess. And yeah. so, like, I can't do, like, you know, I used to, like, uh, this is so nerdy, but on mm-hmm. my days off, I would just go, like, walk every aisle at Costco. Yep. And now I have to do, like, half an aisle or half the store instead yep. of the entire store. And just some different things like that. But I've worked really hard to come up with, like, what are those things that I look forward in enjoying? Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say uh, one of the reasons it's real good that I've been going to F45 -hmm. is that uh, there's been some food things that are positive through the pandemic. We have, like... Always known about, but discovered (laughs) that Lou Malnati's will ship you their pizza. Oh, yeah. And, like, I feel like... Before COVID, it felt very expensive, uh-huh. and now I feel like they give them to me for free. I'm not sure. Well, when sure. you're canceling Disney trips left and right, oh, you can man. buy a lot of pizzas. A, oh, gosh, so much pizza. <laughs> but but not only do I have the pizza, but, you know, I have a pizza freezer now. Yeah. So I just felt like, you know, when, when everything first happened and everyone hoarded like yeah. crazy, uh, you couldn't find a pizza or a freezer to save your soul. Right. And uh, they've actually like gotten back in stock. And so I was at, uh, it was Sam's Club because Costco didn't have any. Mm-hmm. But so I got a freezer. Yep. Um, and it's filled with pizzas. <laughs> so that anytime it's been an extra rough day, uh-huh. I'm not that far away from Chicago's finest. And so I think that, um, I think that, um, you know, um, yeah, I guess I'm. What else, what else for you has been, have you been my, so like mine have been sleep, exercise, some things like that, things that you can enjoy. Like mm-hmm. we've got, I agree with you. I think it's a super good word. It may not have even been the things that you, once enjoyed all the time, but what are things that you can enjoy right now? I think that's really good encouragement for self-care, but what have been some other important principles for you regarding self-care? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, one of the things that I just like, uh, some sort of like switch flipped in my brain Uh and I decided I just cannot wear like sweats to the office anymore. Yeah. Like I was just looking real rough all the time. <laughs> and you know, my job and through my XP, I'm always on with pastors. Mm-hmm. And, and so in general, I'm not like someone who dresses up like real fancy, but like recognize that that's my job. But I, I will say, and for any of my pastors who are listening, like no one can throw stones cause you were right there with me. friends. <laughs> and so I just, we saw like your sweats too without, talking about it, we made this mutual decision that we were just going to like, look like we had just rolled out and like got on the zoom. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, I just decided it's time to like get up, like, I don't know, I like do my hair, like Mm -hmm. put on clothes that button and zip and things. (laughs) And there's, I I don't have a single drawstring on today, you know, and uh, even, even as a, as a result, like, uh, lots of establishments are really working hard to get people in and, Mm -hmm. and all of that and so even a place I like to buy clothing from has done like crazy sales Mm -hmm. and so I bought a few new shirts and that kind of thing just to 
feel like, all right, I, I'm going to get up and go somewhere and do something. And I think that that's been a hugely important way of prioritizing self-care is just like making sure that I had like a routine yeah. uh, and that I followed it. And that, that even extended to things like, uh, so being single, like making sure I was taking care of my apartment and, mm-hmm. and just some of those routine, you know, as, uh, things used to be marked by days for me and all the days you know, kind of ran into one. Yeah. Uh, it was hard to define a little bit. And so just working really hard on getting back to some of those things and recognizing that uh, some of those things are good for like a clear mind and a mm-hmm. focused mind and all of that. Cause it was just starting to feel very fuzzy. I have, I have a time. feeling your so. apartment felt like a vampire coven. A little Shades bit. Shades drawn. Yeah. It's always dark, kind yeah. of damp and a cool. A little musty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, must I, I had to open the windows, you know, air that sucker out. Even in the winter, just get yeah. some air in. Yeah, even, even yeah, for sure. So uh, that I think I think another thing is, you know, we've joked about it. Every comedian on the planet has mm-hmm. joked about the binging of Netflix and yeah. all of that. And I think that's well and good because truthfully, you just. Uh, run out of things to do. Yeah. And there are 24 hours in, in a day and you got to get through them. Yep. And so sure binge your shows. I've, I've, I made the comment before I've watched all of Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm actually getting ready to cancel it. I don't feel like there's anything more on there. There's some great new networks coming out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm over Netflix. Well, we share uh, an account and there's still stuff yeah. I haven't watched yet. So don't cancel it That's without at least letting me take over the payment. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> at some episode for sure. Uh, all these payments that you should take that over. That I owe you? Oh, 25 man. years of payments? <laughs> of Netflix, just that on its own. <laughs> Uh, but then also just making sure you fill your mind with helpful things. And I think, yeah, that's good. um, I think there's lots, you know, people say there's great times to read. Obviously maybe you've got a reading plan for the year and, and read your Bible. Absolutely. And also there's, you know, other things. And so I'm not a huge like book reader. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else would you read? <laughs> Let's be honest. You don't read. It's not like you're reading, you read periodicals. What are you, <laughs> not books, but I've been reading a lot of blogs. <laughs> However, uh, I stumbled across, I've seen it in my like feed before Mm -hmm. as an advertisement, but the masterclass thing, if you've never looked into that, that is spectacular. They've got apps even for your Apple TV, the number of people on there that are doing like insane things. And we, they did like a, I don't know if they do it all the time. You know, it's some of these places are kind of like Kohl's or Bed Bath & Beyond where Mm -hmm. it's always on sale. Mm -hmm. So I can't speak to this. I didn't look on it for this episode, but we got like a BOGO thing. Mm -hmm. So it was like a hundred. $180 and we each got an unlimited membership for a year yeah. and can like have it on all our devices. It's amazing. So I feel like, and, and I've been able to participate in a, a handful of those. Um, and they've been awesome and I'm super excited. Unfortunately, about the ones I've, I watched like Timbaland's on how to make beats, like, like beatboxing. Oh, I production. meant like, like, the vegetable. No, no, no. Like, well, you don't make beats. You just <laughs> plant them. <laughs> I've really enjoyed them. I have, I've watched some on writing and a couple mm-hmm. things, but mainly I've been watching the ones about how to become a producer. I'm thinking about a pivot here pretty soon. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I like it. No, but I mean, regardless of what it is, I think those types of things, I think really coming up with anything you can look forward to. Yeah. You know, it's inspiring all, or yeah, encouraging, like, yeah. you know, that you have the ability to say like, Oh, this is coming up and I'm excited about it is important. Yeah. yeah. So self-care, that's the first thing we've been mm-hmm. trying to focus on. Uh, this one struck me really just this morning. <clears throat> I'm trying to, 
um, not take on the weight of being God. Mm. And by that, I mean, I've had this, I've had a, a number of, a growing number of times as of late where like the other day I was driving my kids to school and I just started to think like, I really wish I was going to a job where I walk in and someone else told me exactly what I needed to do. And I did that job and I went home and I didn't have to give any thought to like, how do we practice COVID restrictions in a way that keeps everybody healthy and safe? And, Mm. you know, how do we lead this organization in a way that's going to be fruitful? And I didn't have to think about any of those things. Sure. And like, basically like I, I, I've been longing to be a person who is just under much more like direct authority than I am right now as a lead pastor. Sure. Because I have found the weight of trying to make decisions that involve other people's physical health and safety and emotional and mental health. Mm -hmm. Just very, we've talked about that ad nauseum, you and I, about that just gets exhausting after a while. Totally. And so this morning I was having my time of sitting with God, which I always start with silence and breath prayer. And one of the breath prayers I pray is, Abba, I belong to you. And so I had I'd prayed that breath prayer, I think three times and didn't hear an audible voice or anything like this, but, but felt this very real internal impression of God saying to me, I am a person who is very much under authority. Mm. I am not him. That my only responsibility in all of my, any of the decisions that I have to make or any of those things is to do what I believe with his help and wisdom is the right thing to do, mm. but that I'm not, I'm not God. Yeah. And I don't mean, that sounds like an obvious, like how arrogant do you have to think that you're God? But I genuinely think a lot of us function as though sure. we carry the weight of the world sure. on our shoulders. And that was just a very, very freeing to me this morning. And uh, so I think that there's something for everyone to embrace and like, you're not God, you follow him, he's God, do your best and make the best decisions that you can make and don't carry that weight. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Uh, This one we were talking about earlier, thirdly, is to live open and honest. Yeah. So basically like, don't, don't pretend that you are unaffected by this whole thing. Sure. I think I've had, I think I might've said this before. I've had a conversation with maybe one person who genuinely feels like this has been a really great year for them. And, Mm -hmm. and that's awesome. I try not to hate you in my heart, (laughs) but, but but, but, I didn't say I'm perfect at it. Um, But I think that it's very hard. I, I think this ties into the last point, but it's hard to not feel like what people need from me right now in a time of uncertainty is they need me to be a rock. Sure. They need me to be unaffected. They need me yeah. to be unimpacted. And so I have to be steady and strong. And uh, and I don't think that's true. I think mm-hmm. what we are called to be is an example. Mm-hmm. And that's very different than being a rock. Sure. No one needs you to be the Messiah. We mm-hmm. have one of those. We need you to be an example, yeah. which means when you walk through hardship and when you suffer, do it well Yep. and be an example to people in the midst of that. And so I think for us, that's meant being pretty open and honest about like, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good today or yeah. I'm not feeling very good today. Sure. Um, and, and I think the only thing that I would, that I would caveat that I would put on that is that we do need to be discerning about the degree to which we are transparent, yeah. you know, like, yep. you know, I think if, 
if some Sunday morning when, if you're live, you know, in person or you're online and doing your stream or whatever, you know, if you're having a really dark day, maybe don't fully disclose all of that. There is appropriate disclosure that needs to be practiced in any form of leadership, including just like parenting. Um, but to hide and to pretend is a problem. Totally. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that kind of appropriate disclosure. I remember, uh, when I worked at Starbucks, I had gotten, uh, promoted to different uh, levels and a store manager at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, um, I had kind of a little bull in a China shop. And so I had a mentor who, uh, was in partner resources. Her name's Julie Root, still to this day, mm-hmm. one of my favorite people in the world. And, um, I was starting to get some feedback about how free I was to just share with people my thoughts and opinions on everything and how I was mm-hmm. doing and what I was thinking about how they were doing and all of that. Um, <laughs> And, Some of that um, you haven't fully shaken. Well, yes, not all of it. <laughs> now we just call it a feedback-rich environment. <laughs> that's right. Well, and that's, but that even that terminology uh-huh. came from my time at Starbucks. Yeah. And uh, she was giving me some feedback about that. And I said, well, I'm confused because, like, we value vulnerability and transparency at Starbucks. And I think mm-hmm. similar in the, in the Christian life, we value those things. And I'll never forget. She said, well, Tyler, she goes, that's true. But she said, but we don't necessarily value full vulnerability with all people at all times and all places. That's good. And uh, it's something that I've really thought through uh, and and tried to apply to life, whether it be professionally or in ministry or mm-hmm. personally, uh, and just recognizing that there are different levels. And it's not that you're being withholding from people. It's mm-hmm. just that uh, not it's not all the time and place to say yeah. all things. Yeah. I always compare it to like, <clears throat> let's say Tammy and I were having like finances were tight. Mm-hmm. I'm, I would never sit down with my mm. 12, 10 and eight year old and go, Hey, you know, we're having a hard time right now. We're not sure we're going to be able to feed you like every meal this month. Sure. I would never, I would just never, I would sit down with you and be sure. like, we are having a hard time and yeah. things are tight totally. right now, but I'm not going to sit down with my three kids and dump that on them. Right. I would say in addition to that, that every culture is different and you and I both know people and have heard stories about like there's, there's pastors and ministry leaders that just for being open and honest about their struggles have been fired. Sure. Um, have been penalized, which is, I don't know another word for it other than like, it's just, that's disgusting, Sure, but it is a reality. So be discerning about the culture that you're in and be careful about the, again, the degree to which, but also the people with which you choose to open up with. Totally. But to your point about people looking to us to be an example, it's still, regardless of the culture you're in, it's important to uh, communicate that like, you're not doing okay yeah. because it can be so much more damaging to the people that you're called to shepherd to try to project like, you're good. This is great. What do you mean? What's your problem? Cause I've what it conveys doing- is if you walk with Jesus, the way I walk with Jesus, exactly. you'll be okay too. Yeah. Then and if that's you, not true. If you only had my Logos subscription, <laughs> right. you would understand the Lord in a different way than right. you do now. And right. it's just not helpful. No, it's so, not. Yep. All right. Last one is embrace your limits. Mm hmm. I had a day um, inside the last week where I woke up and I wasn't even out of bed before I just knew, like, I feel like trash today. Sure. <laughs> my outlet or my outlook was not great. And I, 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 I literally, before I got a bed, out of bed, I had this, like, I had to reset my mind to success today is getting through this day. Mm-hmm. Like, 
all I got to do is get through this day. Sure. I'm going to do the things that I need to do. I'm not going to feel great today. No amount of like self-care, exercise, sleep. <laughs> none, none of that stuff's going to fix this. Sure. Like I just need to get through this day. And sure. I would really argue you, when you have, when you feel those limits, they need to be embraced. They don't all, like there's a, like self-care can help. All that stuff is important, but there is something to really embracing our limits. Sure. And even in my message on Sunday, I referenced, uh, Second Corinthians 12, nine and how important it is for us to really internalize the fact that Jesus said to Paul that it's in our weakness that his strength is perfected. Mm. And so when we reject our That's limits, good. when we don't embrace them and acknowledge them, there's something about the presence and power of God that we forfeit. Yeah. And so it needs to be, we need to embrace those things. Sure. And take a cue from like the rest of corporate America. If it's like a really rough day, man, you can cancel anything based on COVID. So I mean, true. you can you can have things show up weeks later now. You yep. can like just like say, oh, I'm sorry, we can't like. So, for example, one of the things that we do at MyXP is that we um, uh, provide really great pricing for things like apparel and yeah. hats and all of that kind of stuff. And every T-shirt manufacturer in the company pivoted hard to masks. To mask, yeah. And so it's hard to find really blank t-shirts in most any color you might want to wear other than like yeah. gray. And because uh, they're all being and, used for masks. Well, the and fabric they just, is. they just stopped manufacturing oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. haven't gotten back to it. And yep. again, and you're like, well, I don't understand what's going on. COVID. Yeah. It's just an answer. And I, I certainly don't mean that uh, that's a scapegoat or anything like that. But I think what we have seen is that is, or like, you know, restaurants are out of stuff. I know that like for a long time on the Chick-fil-A menu board, it said, uh, we might not have lettuce. You're like, I, <laughs> how, how do you go, go to the grocery store and you know, get some I don't right think now. COVID impacts lettuce, but all right. I, I, <laughs> again, I don't understand, but due to COVID-19, we might not have lettuce or we might not add this and that. And I think, I think what we need to internalize about that is that it's okay to make modifications. If you've got a meeting coming up that you are dreading mm-hmm. and you genuinely don't have the like emotional wholeness to like withstand, like move it out. Yeah. Cancel it. Let them know that you can't make it today. Uh, you know, be honest with them and just say, you know what? I'm not in the frame of mind to be able to do this. I think that it's really important that we are very kind to ourselves through yeah. this season Love and that. also don't push ourselves beyond what we're able and recognizing if you feel like, if you're like, but I've never had to do this before, but I, I should be able to handle this. I should, whatever. Yep. And uh, it's yeah. a global pandemic that we're all going through. Right. And so it's so important that we're in a situation that we um, recognize that our capacity, our ability to process things, our ability to engage, all of those kind of things are greatly limited right mm-hmm. now. And so we just need to operate within what we can. I know uh, uh, a mutual friend we have is named Zach. He's a clinical psychologist. And I think more times than not, um, I have sent him like, here's how I'm feeling. Am I dealing with depression? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he will reply. It sounds like you're feeling like melancholy. Or there was a little period where I just started like trying to go to bed at like six to be done with the day. I think he was a little concerned at that point because there has just been a few days where I've gotten home. Like, you know, like maybe the day finished up. I had dinner at like 430 and then I just felt like, well. I really need today to be done because I've yeah. got I've got no more room. So like maybe I could just fall asleep. The yeah. problem is you fall asleep until like seven and then you're up until about three <laughs> thirty. Right. So it's, terrible. it's a good time. It's a good time. But I think 
just recognizing those types of things about yourself, making sure that you recognize like you're going to have those days where like I just, you know, <laughs> I'm glad I have someone to text about those things because I just have been convinced that like that's true, you know, and just yeah. to know yourself and to be kind to yourself through that has been really important yeah. for me. No, I love that. Yeah, you know, I keep I keep thinking about this through all of really through all of COVID. <clears throat> it just seems like I continue to see so many pastors and leaders online that continue to like, I don't know what to even call it, like just crush and innovate. And mm. I saw another thing today about like three churches were listed that have had like a hundred million people respond <laughs> to, to, to faith through and you're like, and they're just like, this is the most fruitful season we've ever. And I am just always like, I, I, so I don't know what to make of that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if, if, if there is like a, I've, I think I've definitely had this question of, are you, are you like really in touch with how this is affecting you emotionally? Or are you just like mm, blocked mm. and closed off to it? Sure. Um, and maybe not. And maybe some people aren't. So what I would say is, um, our podcast is for the sad people. <laughs> Yeah, if you've ever been on, this is sort of a Jeff Foxworthy thing, uh -huh. but if you've ever been on Outreach Magazine's fastest growing churches, you're probably not listening to That's From right. the Field. That's right. Yeah. So um, regardless, if you're not that pastor, you're not that church, <laughs> we're with you and we love you. We care about you and, That's right. and we feel all that as well. And I think the thing I'd say just in closing is... Um, our churches, churches more than anything just need us not to give up. Mm. And to not give up means doing our best with all of these things that we've just talked about mm -hmm. and, and just getting through this. And God will be faithful. I mean, yeah. I will say one of the biggest takeaways from 2020 for me is how faithful God has been to me, mm. to our church, mm -hmm. to us in more ways than we have time to, to list right now. So sure. don't give up, hang in there, do your best. Um, surviving this thing is thriving. That's right. That's my big idea. So as always, we want uh, you to know that we counted an honor that you take time to listen to this episode. And if you've enjoyed it, you can help us in three ways. Uh, first, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So you can find From the Field on both Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And so if you take a second and hit the subscribe button, it's a huge help to us. Second, leave a review wherever you listen. That's one of the main factors that increase the visibility of podcasts on their various platform. So even if it's just a few words or just like the star rating, that's a makes a massive difference. And then lastly, we, as always, would love to connect with you on social media. So you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at, at Ryan Hughley. That's H-U-G-U-L-E-Y. You can find me at, at Tyler Dravitz. That's uh, D-R-E-W-I-T-Z. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>